0: Everybody. welcome back to Smash and Grab Comics. I am the Pretty Boy of Comics, sitting here across the table from the self-proclaimed king of comics, Tyler.
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: You're queer. Get
1: used to it. Um, no. Uh, by curious. Oh, okay. I think we had that conversation before. Did we? I don't know. Early on, we had. Uh, Must have been in uh, one of the lost tapes. Mm-hmm. Could have been one of the lost ones. You can get those for fourteen ninety-nine <laughs> on our. Go out to our. Um, Oh what's the the donation site we use? Dude, you don't even know. It's Patreon. Come on. Patreon, yeah. Jesus Christ. I got a lot of them in my How are mind. we over,
0: how are we ever supposed to fund this podcast if you can't even remember the places where people can give us money to fund this podcast?
1: Well, I've looked into a few cuz there's a few different options for monetizing a podcast. So How about um, just
0: giving everybody our PayPal? Just send it there.
1: Yeah, it's weird that people when you listen to other podcasts and they they don't just give their PayPal out. They go through
2: um a well, donation site
0: well patreon is a um the dirty little secret about patreon is it's just like a monthly subscription service that if you forget to cancel it just keeps going and going and going and going so if you forget to cancel it it's five dollars here and then five dollars next month five dollars next month five dollars yeah. so they're they're wanting you to forget that it's there you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you're not gonna miss five bucks um but that's kind of the dirty little secret about patreon yeah. For, no knock against Patreon. I don't want to. I don't want to get do any tweets. A, I don't want to get an email from Patreon I don't going. Think it, you son of a bitch. I don't think that's a dirty secret. I think it's a a, a good business it's, strategy secret. It's the untold truth. Oh yeah. I mean, any subscription service. really. I mean,
1: why? Yeah. Why? Why do they do subscription model now and not?
0: Because people forget about it. Exactly. And. It, and and also, people are used to that with Netflix Do you and remember the day Amazon?
1: when you could have a subscription to a comic book directly from the label itself?
0: Yes, but it was garbage. Yeah. Because it, they, would get ship, what you- they would ship them in a manila envelope and it would be mangled.
1: Yep. And I, I remember that too. You know, it'd come like a magazine would. And yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Um, did you ever, before you worked at a comic book store, did you ever have that store subscribe to a title for you? No. No?
0: No. Uh, I was my. I've always been that weird eclectic collector. That my interests change almost hourly. <laughs> Do they? I mean? Well, it's just you know. I'm just like, ooh, that's cool. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I really like that cover. You know, oh, that's, that's you know that's that, fun. I like this actor. I'm gonna go buy their stuff.
1: That's one of the like, things like, I've learned know, about you in the last couple of years. Is that that's kind of the opposite of what I am. Um, when I latch onto a title, I I feel almost you know an emotional connection to it where like okay for bone parish for example you know what? before we talk about bone parish let's introduce like what this show is yes please uh, we are a comic book review podcast and we mostly focus on the independence or i guess independent stories in, we are
0: independent in, driven but we definitely don't shy away from the big two no. dc marvel just because um they are they are part of it yeah. um but yes uh we try and concentrate on the independence but then we also talk about uh the independent influence upon DC and Marvel and how they kind of take plays out of the playbook.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing, you know, our... It trickles in. Our... Beautifully sometimes. Not mission statement, but, like, business model has shifted um, in the last couple years. Like, originally, we didn't want to talk about DC or Marvel at all.
0: But so has the industry of DC and Marvel in terms of their integration
1: of uh, independent... Tendencies. Can you believe we've been doing the podcast long enough where we could see a change like that? Uh, I think yeah, that's kind of fun. I think that's cool. I think it's
0: cool. I think we're directly influencing it.
1: Well, <laughs> alien toilet monster guy thought so. Oh God. Uh, hey, the first book I want to talk about is Bone Parish. Um, I love this book. I think it's
0: great. Colin Bun uh, knocked this one out of the park.
1: Um, the funny thing is, like I. Cullen Bunn is love or hate relationship for me. He, just
0: like me with Jeff Lemire.
1: Yeah. It's weird because Cullen Bunn, sometimes he hits it out of the park on Venom right now on yep. Bone Parish and other times like Dark Ark and things Cold like spots. that. Cold Spots. Cold Spots. Yeah. I just, yeah, I had that one. I had a couple issues of it. Yep. Um, um, they just fall. They're just dull.
0: But that's, I think that's part of what happens when you're so busy because- Cullen Bunn, I, he writes and writes and writes and writes and yep. writes and writes and writes. Yep. He's all over. He's doing a DC book. He's doing a Marvel book. He's, he's doing his boom. independent book. He's doing boom. You know, the man has no free time. He's literally writing all the time. So he's doing what his job and, you know, there's just going to be ones that are winners and ones that aren't. You know what I mean? Yep. That's just the truth of, you're an artist. Yep. You, you paint. You're going to be painting a bunch of stuff that you love and then there's going to be ones that just suck. Yeah. Sorry. That's the name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> no one just shits gold every day. <laughs> if we did, we'd all be rich.
1: So uh, in Bone Parish this month, um, if you haven't been following it, um, it's a story of a chemist. I don't know if you'd call her that, a mortuary technician, where she, Pretty much she, a can, chemist, turn, yeah. she can turn human um, tissue, because she doesn't need the whole body, we found out in this issue, um, into a drug that you can take in different ways. So she can prepare it so you can snort it, inject it, whatever, inhale it. Um, And also she can tailor it to have the kind of effect that you want. So let's say you want to relive um, memories that your loved one had. So then you can have one that when you wanted to, you could relive those memories. Um, Then there were other ones that would make you hallucinate that the person was right next to you um having a current conversation with you.
0: Well that's the cool thing about this comic is it started off as just a street drug to sell experiences. Yeah. Really. And then it's it's kind of evolved in the mythos behind it and how it works and the and all this stuff has uh is really evolved over the course of, of this story. And we're only um nine, nine issues out of in. 12, I think. And uh it's just it's just solid. It's just solid horror. Uh it's got a little bit of a drug fueled yeah, uh, Drug-fueled crime tale in there. But um, the horror has never left.
1: What I, do, what I was going to say before before I um, had us introduce the show was that, you know, you, you say your interests change almost hourly sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it can. when I latch Quick. on to a title, I, I kind of get emotionally invested. So, like, I just noticed when I picked up nine, I noticed that um, I was kind of lost a little bit. And then I went back and I'm like, oh, I have eight, but I don't have seven then you guys i came in here and rainbow didn't have it uh so it must have been a sellout that week that i just didn't notice sure and then uh so i'm waiting for that to arrive in the mail right now because awesome. for me i can't just keep going you know what i mean yeah i have I'm to gonna, fill that yeah. hole yeah even though i'm already two issues beyond so i must not be too lost
0: uh yeah i mean uh if you miss out on one you might maybe miss a, a death or something but yeah i think it's, it'd be okay but so, yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're definitely a completionist, a completist, yeah.
1: and uh, I'm breaking away from that though. Like, this is a solid book, though. Uh, Owen Parish is great. Yeah, I love it. So, basically, the Winters family that produces this drug, members, different members of their family do different stuff with it. One, one creates it, um, and then a few of the brothers market it to different. Um, gangs and dealers to sell for them. The Underworld? Yeah. And so there's this big war right now going on where everybody wants Ash and everybody wants to take down the Winters family that's creating it.
0: Yeah, Ash is what the drug is called. Yeah. It's a great, great name.
1: Yeah. And um, basically they want this girl to to procure a certain um, tissue for them uh, so they can um give her the experience she wants of one of the brothers in the family and it turns out that she got to see a memory of his while he was taking ash mm. so if you think about like you interesting. know interesting a brain within a brain you know
0: dream within a, br- a dream yeah inception
1: Yes, Inception is a great example of that. Um, So that was the big thing for this issue, was getting to... The experience. Yeah, this... uh, Double experience. Yeah, exactly. So what it spells for the the Winters family, dun-dun-dun. We don't always got three issues left.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, it's a solid book. If you're a fan of, like, Breaking Bad or um, even, like... um, American horror story. Um there's uh, a little bit of a flavor in both of that. In it's
1: here. it's more Breaking Bad.
0: More Yeah, definitely more Breaking Bad because of the drugs. Yeah. But I it, mean it's got a little bit of fuel from um like American I, horror story Coven. Yep. Cuz it's uh, kind of uh Nolan's.
2: And it Nolan
1: Nolan Nolan's. And, and then it's also um reminds me of um take your time supernatural a little bit. Yeah, supernaturalism um, is
0: definitely sprinkled in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sons of Anarchy a little bit because yeah, of the because the of crime, the organized the gangs, crime, the gangs that they the deal drama, with. The drama. Yeah.
0: The family the dynamic. The family dynamic is yeah. more
1: kind of what I'm thinking. It feels more like that. Like, your brother killed my brother. It's a, Your son killed my son at the earlier uh, in the series. Yeah. It,
0: Bone Parish itself is a mixed cocktail drug of its own. So go check it out and experience it. It's an awesome book.
1: Yeah. Are you still reading it?
0: Uh, here and there. I mean, I've just been so busy. And then there just hasn't been, like, this week, literally read nothing. Like, it's just nothing on the shelf that I was like, oh, my God. It was it was
1: slim pickings for sure.
0: This was a slow week for comics, but next week is going to be a biggin'. So. Why, why is that? Well, the biggest one that's going to come out next week is that Batman Last Night on Earth, which is kind of... I wouldn't say it's going to be the last works, but it's it's being tagged as some, one of the last works of Scott Snyder and um, Greg Capullo together. So, uh, um, And Scott Snyder on Batman, of course, you know, Court of Owls, he did a lot of stuff. And, and the and and New that 52 was, stuff was legendary.
1: And, and um, the artist you just mentioned. Greg Capullo. Greg, he was also on that initial New 52 run. Yes. and he's there for a long time. So they were saying that this is going to be the epilogue to that. And to that 52 story, and and I got to go back and and read it because apparently for that new 52 timeline, there was an ending that they wanted that never got published before they rebooted into Rebirth. Um, So I'm really excited for this.
0: So yeah, I mean, that is definitely going to be, um, I think, the real clear winner next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grab whichever cover you like. There's going to be an A and a B. Um, I like the A cover better, but uh, the B is a jock variant. Jock's got a good following but
1: i do I you like have any leads on what's going to be the um favorite for covers as far as um monetary value i mean pick
0: your it's just an a and a b there's no ratio incentive there's no like a special i uh, you know there's there is a following for jock but it's not a great jock cover it's right. pretty boring if it, you ask me who in did in terms the, of covers who did the um,
1: Capullo did the, yeah, which oh, I really like his work. He's just solid man. He's a Todd McFarlane um, accolade, right? And he, yep. uh, to me, when he worked on Spawn, um, you he really, drew some of the best Spawn in years. You really couldn't tell that it wasn't Todd McFarlane anymore.
0: Yeah, he has a very Todd McFarlane look to his work, and it's very inspired by his work. Um, but but so when, since Capullo. he started on
1: Batman, though, it's really. Changed for him. It's really, that was, you know, 10 years ago when he first started doing Batman.
0: Well, and that's the thing is, honestly, when I think of Batman, I think of Capullo's Batman almost right away. It's just, it's, it's, he's got it down and nailed. And like, it just,
1: to me, what I like about it is his art is it's crisp.
0: It's very, it's not muddy. No. And everything's got detail. Everything has edges. Everything has depth. That's right. You say about edges. His edges are sharp. And that's kind of
1: what I mean by, um, razor sharp art. And I like, um, I like gritty. that because I want to read mostly more than look.
0: Early Spawn gritty, like you know what I mean. How like they draw the fights and how he draws scenery and how he draws action. Yes. and How he draws Batman, but it works better. Teeth.
1: It almost works better <clears throat> for Batman than it did for Spawn because in yeah. the '90s with Spawn. Um, it today when you look back on it, it's almost campy.
0: A little bit. It's it's a, it's excess for the sake of excess. Yeah. Whereas Batman, it's gritty. It's dark. It, yeah. It's, and it's used to good effect because it's not. Uh, early spawn that we're talking about, it was like the whole book was just
1: blah in your face. They it's like wa- a shotgun blast because the they wanted to have that shock effect, so they could show Todd McFarlane isn't going down the toilet. Right. He may have left Marvel, but boom, here's his new book.
0: It was definitely a shotgun blast to the eyeballs. Um, this is more of a John Wick approach to art. It's it's executed perfectly. It's mm-hmm. it's beautifully aimed. It's beautifully timed. And yeah, he draws um, he draws Batman so well.
1: So you think there's going to be any shortage of it on Wednesday?
0: Uh, no, we we massively ordered quite a bit. Cause I, don't, I, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be a shortage that day. Will we sell out that weekend? I think we'll probably sell out by the weekend.
1: So I'm gonna get, I think, one of each of the covers.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's gonna be a clear winner. Um, I was looking through my list. I had my list ready to go. Um, some runner-ups. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if there's gonna be any like other ones that are going to be giant giant but i think the stranger things six number one will be fun to grab next week just because it is a stranger things tie-in that deals with a new character
1: i thought that ended with four i only have one through four for well
0: script. six is the name of a character
1: oh okay okay so it's a one shot yeah uh, i thought you meant six number six no 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 because no. Okay. because uh Got it.
0: little girl in stranger things she's five right yeah. yeah no she's seven seven sorry yeah yeah she's seven uh Or no, 11. She's 11. 11. God, we're dumb. We are dumb. Well, that was a fucking good show, and we're like, we can't even remember that. Well, we're, how long? The show's been almost gone for a whole year, so it comes back in July. But six takes place in the Stranger Things universe and deals with another one of the experiments, basically. Right. She's experiment number six. So that could be a sleeper hit, I think. Uh, Yeah. uh, Mystery Science Theater wraps up with six, Uh, issue number six, if you're a Mystery Science Theater fan. Yeah. Um, Heroes in Crisis number nine, meh, whatever. It's another DC event that didn't do anything in terms of gravity or, you know, meaningful things. Um, That's definitely going to be one that people do grab, though. Um. Sorry, I had my list all ready to go, and then I just completely I've got, lost it. As we I've talked. got.
1: I've got this idea this week that on you know every week I want to do a little bit of comic news. Yeah. So the big news this week, um, Batman again. Tom King has been let go from the um, uh, the monthly Batman title, the flagship title. I heard that he left. Um. Well, I think what I've read from a couple different sources is that he was intending to go through Issue 100, and DC wasn't liking how the sales were going because it started mm. getting pretty convoluted. Um, all of a sudden, we found out that Bruce has been drugged again, and, and he's been living in a state of psychosis, and um, I can't even figure out how far back it goes. So then I was um, doing some research, and right after the catwoman uh, fiasco wedding fiasco oh sure is um so like issue 50 and so what's
0: um, he when's going to be done on like 82 85 85 but he is clapping back with his own catman batwoman yeah. well i think series.
1: that's what dc offered him um, cuz they want to keep him he's on an exclusive contract sure so he has to work for them they have to keep him um, and do they though? they're going to oh, okay. they're going <laughs> to they're going to let him do um, the story that he wanted to do in batman but they're just giving him a specialty book called cat woman and batman yeah whatever which i i'm not interested in the love story you know what i mean yeah. i was happy when she ran away
0: yeah i mean either it's it's well it's just it's just been done a lot yeah over the years yeah many times mm-hmm. how many times are we gonna watch these people kiss yep jesus christ which get it m- over with already which move reminds on. me of uh move on
1: <laughs> come on batman move on jesus ricky <laughs>
0: plenty of other tail out there <laughs>
1: why do you have to get so mad throw throw that fish from real back uh so um yeah tom king's gonna be moving on um there's been rumors of who's coming on next
2: mm. uh, but what's the rumor it, um do you even know no
0: <laughs> you just said there's rumors on who's coming up next. there has, but it. they when asked me if i happened?
1: knew i did read it but i can't remember okay. off the top of my head but um weird al it's a God, if he only wrote comics, that would be hilarious. And he wrote a Batman parody, Fat Man. <laughs> I don't know. I really want Kevin Smith to do it. He's been such a Batman fan, and I like his comics that he's been doing lately.
2: Yeah.
1: You don't think so? I think Kevin Smith's overrated as an actor and a movie director. Yes, as all of it. You don't? Yeah, all of it.
0: I just think I don't know Kevin. Ever since he did that movie Tusk, I think that, that, that movie was, was bad. I just it was just a real middle finger to fans to, to me. And like how I so? because I haven't seen it I, oh it's 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 I'd rather watch human centipede um it's just a horrible movie it's just terrible there's no nothing likable about it and I mean if you really see through the veil of what he was trying to do because he's like I've always wanted to do this movie I would want to make this movie dude you literally made this movie because you're trying to make a point of you can I'm make look up the plot while we're you, talking. go ahead it's terrible okay you can you were making a statement of you can sell crap mm-hmm. and people will buy it. And that's what happened. He made crap, and people bought it, and they loved it. Because he's Kevin Smith. Because he's Kevin Smith. And yeah. I'm just so tired of that. I'm just that's really what, just tired of that. You know, his new... And um, that's me. You know, that's my personal opinion about I, I was that, getting his that stuff, his genre, his Jane m- Silent Bob. I'm tired of
1: it. It's, okay. Th- it's garbage. It's crap. Yeah. And, it's, and it, you look back on it, and you can watch, like, Mall Rats, and I can't believe how bad, like, even... How does that Ben Affleck's acting?
0: How how does it have such a cult following? It's not even that good of a movie. Again, I'm probably like, you know, I'm nails on a chalkboard to Kevin Smith fans, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong; he's a nice guy, and he's done a lot for comics. He's done a lot for nerd culture in the industry, but I do think he's just. I think he's highly overrated. Yeah, I don't think they're very good. That is a personal opinion of mine. Don't throw the show under the bus. Um,
1: (laughs) I've never thought like, you know, you don't. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't a good actor. You know, but people watch his movies because it was so action packed. He's a know? god. Yeah. He's a living god. And, and and he got attacked by the way. Did you see that? No. By who? Uh, he was in South
0: Africa really? doing some weightlifting show yeah. tour. And some dude ran through the crowd and drop kicked him in the back. Is he okay? Oh yeah, he was fine. I mean, but I don't know what I mean. Maybe just I, to
1: see if he could take it
0: no i mean dude's like
1: almost 80 years old or 70.
0: some guy ran up and like drop kicked him in the back and then like started screaming some crazy like help me blah 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 blah. yeah and like i and like there are people you know kind of speculating on why he did it and i'm like well maybe maybe he him in south africa he's so poor and he's dying or his family needs food, and this is his only recourse, his only cry for help, rather than, like, writing a letter or talking to someone or, like, asking for help, is to literally drop kick the richest person in the country and say, help me, please. You know what I mean? Maybe that's his only recourse when you're at the end of your noose and the end of your rope, and the only thing you can do is a plea for help is to get someone's attention. So
1: the kick was for what? I, don't I, mean, know. To, I mean, I know, but like in your theory, what, what purpose does the kick serve then?
0: Uh, to cause the biggest ruckus and the most, the most look at me, pay attention to me kind of outburst that he can. Yeah. Get the most eyes on him. To, how's, that,
1: how's that going to generate to money?
0: I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm speculating on why he did yeah. it. But I mean, when, if you were desperate enough mm-hmm. and that's your only recourse to try and get help. Is to get someone's attention Because I mean
1: When did he, this happen?
0: Uh, this was recent This was like last week There's a video of it Out huh. there you can, I haven't heard anything about it It's just a small I mean it's only like two minutes You know it's hanging Arnold hanging out Talking He's looking at the camera And all yep. of a sudden You just see this guy run up And just drop kick him In the back He Arnold was fine He shrugged it off But I mean the dude's 71 Yeah 72. he's old I mean So I mean
1: We don't want to think of him as old though. Anyway back to my old. point Back to my point Yeah sorry
0: sorry Tangent
1: he, You know all around People like him but he wasn't a great actor, right? Uh, he's
0: never really been a great actor, but he's a great action star. Yes. Keanu Reeves when, is on the same level. He's okay, never been so, a great actor, but he's a great action star.
1: Kevin Smith is an entertainer. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he makes movies, but he's more his thing is more about like getting attention to him, not about making good movies. So his cult following is because people like Kevin Smith they they don't necessarily i mean i don't think you find anyone that'll tell me that the acting and dialogue in clerks was good i mean it's I so so it's so
0: scripted like, i just don't know why but that's just me again, you know. It's totally my opinion. I just, I guess, I don't well, see. Well, that. anyway, so what? Yeah.
1: What? What about Tusk? You know, offended you in your personal book? Because I, I, I read the description a little bit, but I'm not. It's just
0: disgusting. It's just. It's absolutely. It's
1: just. It's just basically saying, I bet you'll buy this piece of crap. Yeah. That
0: it's mortifying, and I mean, it is. Is it gross? Sheer, yeah, it's sheer shock horror. Yeah. I mean, the guy. It's about a guy who locks this journalist dude up in his house. Yeah, about and, Justin Long, right? Yeah, and he like transforms him into a walrus, like surgically makes him a walrus, which so is impossible. Did but...
1: someone say? Yeah, Kevin Smith just wrote this ridiculous movie to um, get a re- just to get a reaction out of people, see if they'll go to a really dumb. That's movie. just my theory. Oh, because
0: because I'm sitting there watching it, going, "How is this enjoyable in any way, shape, or form?" Like it's just it's just inane. What's the next one? You inane, okay, this is Horrifying bullshit.
1: The yoga um Yoga hosers. Yoga hosers. That right? is okay, I watched so, the trailer so for that and I, felt embarrassed
0: for for his planet, daughter? No, for planet Earth. I was like, how uh, does this shit get made?
1: Okay, I, I started watching it. I could only get probably half an hour into it. I, um, and I, I couldn't had to even stop. make it through the trailer. It was so bad.
0: And that's um, again, he's packaging shit and, buy and and slapping a Kevin Smith label on it, and people eat it up. His daughter starred
1: in it, and I just yeah, it puts Kevin Smith name on it. There's no plot to it. I mean, no. It's it's essentially kind of like Clerks, but with girls, and it's Clerks mixed with Troll Two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, hundred percent. Because. All of a sudden, if you don't know, these little little shit. German Nazi things, tr- Nazi trolls—I don't know—they're about two feet they're high. Nazi bratwurst. Thank you. Yes, yes, that's right. So dumb. Yeah, um, I knew there was something so dumb, k- kooky about it. Bratwurst, Ex- and so they're they're attacking these two, gr- comic. these two girls that work in a convenience store. It's dumb. That is the movie in a nutshell. Again, it's supposed though, to be.
0: It's what I read for young people. Whatever. Then uh, go watch Happy Death Day. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. There's...
2: Uh-oh. Hey,
1: hey.
0: Tip-tat. Hey. Okay.
1: Oh. Looks like we're back on. It said it was having a data-write error. What the hell so does that mean? I don't know. So when I listen to the playback, I'll find out. Oh, fuck. But it we're recording now, so
0: I bet you Kevin Smith listened into it and he and he was like meow, meow meow shot his little Kevin Smith ray guns, and yeah. then totally erased all that probably. But anything, again, anything uh, to put else? that to put that to bed, it's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, anything else good coming out? So okay, so Kevin Smith not going to write Batman. I'm like, why were we talking about Kevin Smith? Please no, he's not. But I I have enjoyed his comic book writing.
2: I mean, um, I don't
0: mind it, but it just I don't see the cultural impact. Mm, um. No. Immortal Hulk's always been a winner. I've been on that since the beginning. Everybody needs to be on that. Um, but that's that's kind of well-known now. Mm-hmm. Um, bur- 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 I know Daredevil is going to be introducing some new things here very soon. I would pay attention to any of the Battle Lines variants that
1: my, uh, uh, Marvel's putting out. There were rumors about the Daredevil, about it being the end of Daredevil and him being something new. Uh Either it's
0: it's either that or someone else taking the Daredevil mantle. So there's going to be a change of positioning there. Um, whether it is Matt Murdock creating a new spin or Matt Murdock being done. So we'll see. The
1: cu- yeah, the couple um, things that I read hinted at Matt Murdock was going to be going to be done Daredevil and have a new moniker, right? Um, kind of like Robin becoming Nightwing. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, right. But I don't. I know. think there's room
0: for that because I mean, how many times can somebody do you quit? want
1: Daredevil to be? over, though? The character of Daredevil? I love the idea of just this dude protecting his neighborhood and brutal about it.
0: I mean, I think it's time time to evolve. I think it's time for Matt Murdock to evolve. How many times has he been not Daredevil or outed Daredevil Mm -hmm. or famous Daredevil? I think it's time for a new spin on it. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Daredevil is definitely one of my favorite characters. He's just a really... He's really relatable, and also uh, I love his struggle with faith. You know, he's uh, one of the things that makes him cool and 100%. makes it relatable is the faith struggle he yep. has. He is a Christian hero. Uh, yeah, Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Catholic hero, excuse me. it's a Catholic hero, and uh, he, but he struggles with it, uh, believing in it, supporting it, not supporting it. And it's just a really interesting uh, character study on, on that side of yeah, things. Yeah, and,
1: and it's, it's almost Boondock Saints ish, right? Yep. Even though Daredevil came first, yep. um, where. Um, but for people that don't read Daredevil, that's a little cultural reference you might gleam onto. But um, for for me, Matt Murdock is Daredevil, regardless of how many people know it or if they know it or if it's been erased from their memories. Right, and he, um, or he quits, or Foggy, or whoever talks him out of it, or if you. Um, you know what I mean? It's like Spider-Man. He's right, there. right, right. Nobody is Spider-Man but Peter Parker. Yes. Well, and the thing is... is Miles Morales has the name, but he's he's not... The Spider-Man. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? He's, he's
0: Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I've got no problem with them expanding that a little bit more and exploring I f- that again. I exploring that a new way of spider. Every
1: time it. they had a new person taking on the thing whether it be Green Lantern, Flash, um, you know, take your pick. It goes on and on. Batman even for a little while. Yeah. Or a few times. Um, You're just like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Nobody ever thinks, well, this is the way it's going to be now.
0: Yeah. And it it will never actually stay that way.
1: Barry Allen, um, he was gone for a really long time. And then they brought him back. And then – and now we just got rid of – Kid Flash or whatever his name. Wally. Is. Wally West. He just died again. And when do you think he'll come back?
0: Uh, at the end of Heroes and Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wally
1: West is not gone, and that's the thing. Um, no one's
0: ever really gone. No one's gone,
1: and I wish they would just stop doing that because yes, we're gonna have this. It's thing, comics, man. This nothing dare- is nothing
0: is ever in stone. Set in this stone. Daredevil
1: thing coming up, yes, and we'll have to endure it and go through it until they finally just go. All right, let's bring because that will increase sales again. It'll reboot it. Daredevil's coming back, you know. It'll reboot
0: it, and then they'll start over or something. Yep.
1: you know, they did that when Dr. Octopus took over as Spider-Man, you know, and Peter Parker for months, a couple months, they did not have any Peter Parker in them.
0: Yep. It was all Otto. Otto Octavius. In
1: the Spider-Man world, though, um, this is kind of funny. I only read two books, and they both were Colin Bunn. Uh, Nice. So we have a – tie into the war of the realms the venom series um you know can't wait to get out of the war of the realms these are these are fun and they're they're good stuff but
0: i think it's a great summer event
1: yeah i just when it's out in trade i'm gonna read it but i don't i don't like it when tie-ins run through the books that i like I hear you. I just but like it, it, to me, it jumps me out of you know storyline of what's been going on in the book.
0: I hear you. I mean, it's also a, a good device to give the regular writers a break from it and um, have them either work on something else or just give them a little reprieve from just you know sitting at sitting at their tables writing. So um, I'm with you though. I mean, I can't wait till Donny Cates comes back and gives us more of what we've been loving since the beginning. But in defense of War of the Realms, I think War of the Realms is a perfect summer event, and they've been they've been. Popping it off, great, and especially on the coattails of Endgame. Yeah. Because if you really liked Marvel, like Endgame, which who didn't? It was awesome. It was a great movie. This is the Endgame equivalent uh, of comics because it's it's all the heroes, all doing something, yeah, all over the place, all the villains all action and it's just it's it's so much fun like See, war the realms is I've, super cool
1: I've never enjoyed yeah war of the realms when I have read about it I like it it's I fun. like the idea of it right it's, the war going on just with freaking fun you know hitting asgard and yeah. earth and midgard all of yeah. it Yep and so um he's like fuck everybody everybody going to die I don't know <laughs> I I don't know the whole thing but yeah. um you know I know what's going on um, but and on top of that even though I say it's a good story I don't like those world spanning stories because so I many, do when there's they there's so work. many characters there's so there's so much um um stuff It's too, stuff. And it's too just much like, to buy to me yeah and no not necessarily that for me it's more about
2: keeping the, it all keeping it straight sure. keeping it
1: who's who yes there's too much buy. yeah I get that but but I'm talking yeah. about in terms of like storytelling um I think as a Especially fan... Especially about characters that are not really important to me. You know, but like I think the that's, Wasp. Sure. But
0: I think that's where you as a fan need to um, look at it objectively and go, I'll read the regular War of the Realms and I'll pick these tie-ins because I like those heroes. Like yeah. Spider-Man has his own. Yep. And I'm sure yep. I'm sure you like that. I've got it. Yeah. Loved it. I've got yeah. Great.
1: They're doing it right now with this hunted See? thing. Even though listen to this, the hunted things are unique because they're not tie-ins. They're just extra issues of the main series. Yeah.
0: Extra credit kind of reading. And so
1: there one thing that's cool about those even though the hunted storyline is pretty it's is pretty um amateurish. I uh, I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> in uh amateur hour oh god who's writing it right now i, I, I really like him oh nick spencer um oh. i really like him it's just he um this is just like it's been hailed as this huge event it's and it feels
2: tacked, tacked it's on. just
1: it feels tacky yeah uh when you uh yeah and so but what they're doing is it's like a rogues gallery for spider-man they're all all of his enemies that resemble animals um craven the hunter has hunted and kidnapped them, put them in central park and put this dome over the top, this electrical field dome. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. So I don't
0: read Spider-Man. So I didn't know that.
1: So, and then they put Spider-Man in there as well because, um, that's awesome. basically Craven is saying, um, you know, I'm the real, I'm, you know, I'm really into this nature stuff and you guys are not fully committing to these animals. Right. So like the vultures in there, black cats in there. Um, you know the rhinos in there. Um, so all these sounds things, awesome. It you know for a little bit, but it's been going on for a uh-huh, long time. Yeah. And so yeah. How
0: long can you play around this dome? <laughs> okay. So um, sixty four men enter, one man leave. <laughs> the
1: lizard. So the the basically the the bad part about it is the lizard's son has been has been kidnapped and is in there, but the lizard has not been. The lizard's son has been because. Um, Doc Connors injected him. He was a fully human kid and he injected him, and now he's just like him. You know,
0: like father, like son, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so
1: the kid's been kidnapped. So now it's got to be how do we get. uh, So Black Cat on the inside is trying to get the kid out, Billy out. Spider Man's just trying to stay alive. Why does she care? They were kidnapped together. um, Still, why does she care? Because she give a fuck that's the thing they're trying to shoehorn yeah, it in that stupid. like to show that Felicia Hardy's got like this heart
0: oh give me a break you know what I mean give me a break and so I've always hated I've always hated that spin on that character the, the burglar with a heart of gold like stop she's always been like classic
2: she's for Marvel's me, Catwoman
0: for me though Black Cat's always been the I'll throw you under the bus if I need to like mm-hmm. to, she is. She'll soul Catwoman, you know. Yeah. Um, um but Catwoman's been a little, a little bit more true to that where Black Cat's been very wishy washy over the years, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So like anyway, right? almost, there's almost like a too much heart and then like a, yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, Doc Connors' kid, Billy, is really um warming her heart and he, she feels she's gonna protect him and get him out of there. Stop. She's not so worried about herself. She she's in well anyway, the so these um these added issues are Basically, one shots of the different characters in the dome, so that sure. you get get some more backstory about them. And they are fun because there are characters that, like, I maybe have seen once or maybe never. I'm going, who is this? And then the very next issue, you know, you get that backstory. Yeah. So I'm willing to collect those because they're part of the main title. But you know, other tie-ins that are not part of a series that I read, I don't. You are ready for the next? The, the next only thing. the only thing I ever. Did the whole shebang was uh, Blackest Night?
0: Oh sure, yeah. Well, and that everyone harkens back to that because it's it's it is the ultimate culmination of an event reaching its creative and Jeff Johns at his best. Yeah, I mean creative peaks, you know, and yeah, and literal best peaks of a lot of artists and creators and writers, in the culmination of storylines that took years to create. So yeah, I mean that is truly. <laughs> One of the last like great event that's ever ha- that's happened in the comics industry in a, in a while. We don't. I don't Mm-mm. think we've had For a DC anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think over encompassing even Marvel. Like I don't think anybody else has had a, an event that's reached that peak of satisfaction um, in all aspects. I, I just don't think there's Which been another. Which is why
1: one. Bright, Brightest Day was such a letdown. Right. Because it had so much to live up to. Right. And it was going to be this White Lantern story and. Um, yeah
0: I mean nothing in terms of an event has read, let up uh, been better than that ever after
1: So um, Darcy recommended last week a white lantern story um, It's a female character's name. It's fairly new Naomi Naomi thank you. Um, there's been
0: that one's been wishy-washy. I mean uh, in terms of like whether it is a white lantern or not? Yeah, there's been that's what I was going, just going to get on. Yeah, like, people going, oh no, it no, lo- it isn't. It's like, it looks wait, like wait, wait, the, wait. the white lantern,
1: yeah. and is it not? It looks like the black lantern. I load. couldn't
0: tell you. I mean, that book is um, kind of those once in a while books that just heats up out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean that book went to like a hundred dollars overnight. It was nuts.
1: Yeah, and so Darcy talked about that last week, yeah. which it's kind of one of those things that's uh, that's flown under my radar because. I didn't really like the White Lantern stuff.
0: Well, there's that, and then it's also kind of, like, veiled under that Wonder Comics, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis' yep. uh, new brand, and, like, it's bringing a little bit of hope into the DC universe. So I think it flew under the radar on a lot of um, aspects and a lot of fans because they were just like, oh, it's just like a teen line. You know. Kind of I mean? had that so, vibe to it. So it, it, it really got by a lot of people, and I think that's why it shot up so quick is because people realized – after the fact that this was something the start of something new i i hold off from saying great yet because we'll see if it lasts and sticks yeah um i think it's a little bit flavor of the week but we'll see what happens in the long run it's had staying power um i do think it is um good stock to buy right now is it blue chip stock and stock to hold on for to forever i lean towards no but uh remains to be seen
1: so um one thing... Back to Venom. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went off on Spider-Man and... Yep, yep. Um, War of the
0: Realms tie-in, all oh. that. Colin Bones writing it.
1: Yep. Okay, so Eddie has a suit made out of... Asgardian powers. Yes, yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Are Fuck you, ca- you. Are you
0: caught up? Oh, yeah, I read this stuff. It's uh, okay. fun. I like this I shit.
1: Well, like, last time we talked about the last Venom issue, you hadn't read it yet, so... Um, I like it. I think. I think all the War of the Realm stuff is cool. So his suit looks very medieval, right? Yeah, it's it's badass. got it's kind of spawn esque, you know, where it's got a um, spikes coming out. A little spiky. Um, he's using an, a double headed axe, yeah. kind of Carnage like. Little bit. Uh, going back to, I've got the Carnage cover. So I was kind That's of those Marvel battle lines cover I was talking about. Yeah. They're so gorgeous. Yeah, they are. So why are they doing them? Uh, I think there's just carnage com- isn't in this book, right?
0: I think they're just trying to compete with um, DC's Killer Bee covers that they've been doing yep. with like the full page yep. and like the little title on the bottom. And they're like, well, <laughs> you want to put a title on the bottom? We're not going to put a title at all. But I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I like amazing li- wall art. I love Virgin covers.
0: Look for the uh, look for the Battle Lines variant of. Um, Uh, Immortal Hulk this week, it has the Hulkbuster on it. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's actually the first two front and back.
1: Is Tony in it, or who's in it, in the Hulkbuster thing?
0: No idea. It's just the Hulkbuster. It's
1: awesome. So, uh, (laughs) going back to Carnage, he's on the cover this week, so just before we started recording, I was talking to JP about um, Carnage, first appearance, 361. I, not too long ago, sold my copy. It was not in great condition anymore. With the... um, Expectation that I was going to buy a better copy. It's taken me longer than um, I would like to admit, but I finally bought it tonight. Um, so that's what I would recommend to people. Jump on to Carnage stuff. I'm going to start collecting back the Maximum Carnage storyline that I um, painstakingly collected in the 90s when I had no money, you know. Um Oh, that's cool. I'm looking at the Hulkbuster on uh, Immortal Hulk number eighteen cover. And I
0: think it's actually a front and back. Like I think it's split like right here, right where his eyeball starts. So yeah, it's actually going to be a front and back one.
1: That, well, I'd buy two then—one to keep and then one to frame with it open. Sick. Yeah.
0: So look out for that Battle Lines cover this uh, this upcoming Wednesday of Immortal Hulk with the Hulkbuster on it. I think it's that is going to be a surefire overnight winner. Like it's yeah, going to heat for up for sure fast. Um, fast.
1: Yeah, even if you don't like it, just buy it from a investment standpoint.
0: I, I just think that one's gonna be like I guarantee you it'd be twenty thirty dollars out of the gate.
1: You gonna um price it at, at what it's worth at the time of sale? Have to. How, you know, as a retailer and it comes out for retail price of four ninety nine maybe five ninety nine, yeah uh, depending on what it is. Um when customers come here expecting it to get for the retail price at a retailer um like do you have some tough conversations with them and you have to say like, uh, yeah, I know it says $5.99 and I'm sorry it says ten dollars or twenty dollars? Nope. Cause
0: it's super easy and super simple. And it's I know it's a bygone thing and I know it's an archaic way of ordering. Yeah. But um, literally every month a magazine comes out called Previews. It's yes. three dollars. Yep. It's three ninety nine. Yep. Uh, for box holders, it's two ninety nine. Pick one of those up. It literally shows you everything that's coming out for the next few months yep. up to a year sometimes yep. and you fill out the order form and you turn it into us we'll order it for you and you'll get it at suggested at msrp
1: okay okay
0: so i understand where people come from but you can't come in here I, see i didn't i didn't know that yeah you can't come into <laughs> a store doing that Because that previews magazine comes out, the preview book comes out, and it shows you months and months and months of of stuff that's coming in the future. It has an order form inside. If you want it, do your research. Find out what it is. Take the time. Be a fan. Be invested. Fill that out. Turn it into your local shop, like us, Rainbow. Yep. And we'll order it for you, and you can have it at MSRP because you ordered it. You let us know, I want this. Yep. In advance. Yep. We don't have to get play the guessing game of how many should be stocked for the general public. So if a book is hot, you can't blame a store who, if you look around um, the nation, yeah. you more shops are closing than they are opening. Right. And yeah. there's a reason for that. It's because the secondary market is really killing it when, when you get those Speckers coming in mm-hmm. and they buy all the copies and then flip them. You can't fault a shop for trying to just
1: make their money on stuff they order. It's you can't do it. So um, I'm the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm just getting into um, collecting game for the sake of you know having key issues, maybe for investment. Sure. Um, you know, not just buying my monthlies, but yeah. going back and buying key books, right? And, and this
0: might be a little bit of a come-to-Jesus talk with some of these people, and and, some of these uh, well, these investors or people that are new to the game.
1: You know, I've, what I was saying just before the SD card ran out is that when I come here um, and I see the whatever version of, let's just say, Batman. Yep. And that version you've got marked at sixteen dollars or something, um, and I'm going. Well, I'm not getting that one because you know I'm going I'm on a budget, right? Yeah. And so before I even get a chance to um, get one of those, um, you know, it's out of my my price range for that day. Yeah. You know. I hear you. And so I I guess like and it's I've got to change my way of thinking because when I I always think of it like if you're in comic book. Um, collecting for um value for value i always saw the store as neutral ground right where we all have fair advantage of getting one not anymore
0: not with the age of the internet
1: right yeah and that's the game
0: has changed yeah and you can't you can't fault the players for for adapting to the rules
1: yeah i just never considered stores being players um for in the investment game
0: you they're not being players they're just they're making their money which they are rightly do because uh-huh. that's how stores stay open yeah and you honestly, should be you as a customer and you as a person a patron or people who go into comic shops ha- be happy to support them and be happy that you can even open that door because like I said um, more shops are closing than are opening so you, there's been a massive um, decrease in comic shops that can't make it sure. yeah. because they're not doing they're not doing their part to make sure that the store makes that money they're just ordering the books, sticking them on the shelf. And I might be coming from the opposite side of things that's saying, oh, you know, stores should just put it out at MSRP. I say, screw that. I think stores should remain competitive to the market value price. If I was a store that sold gold, yeah, would I be selling it at what I bought it for? No. No,
1: no but there, there's no, like, brand, you know, new gold. It's a renewable resource. Right,
2: or- but
0: I'm just saying, like... I have to go by the market value correct, you know what I mean, of, of a quote-unquote
1: precious item. That's what... I guess that that's what I always considered the MSRP to be. Um, for... on the, At the store level. I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying from my viewpoint. I hear you. I'm not saying that would... I'm not saying you're, you're incorrect. I, I just... I guess I never considered stores, uh, especially um, independent stores, um, record stores, comic book stores, things like that, as being um, anything... I, I always... Thought of them as that they were for the fans you know what i mean like, i mean we have to
0: be but we also have to play with the market that the fans have created and yeah. it's it's a double-edged sword the fans want these cool books but the fans are the ones who make the books more expensive in the secondary market, and the fans are forcing the stores to play the secondary market game. Yeah. And it's not that we're going to put it at top Cause, dollar cause price. this is like... We're going to be competitive with that market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit there and see the highest one sell at $100 and go, well, that's $100. No. Yeah. I'm going to competitively put it under that, but you're still going to get it at a decent price. But I, I have to remain competitive. I can't I can't leave money on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do it, or you'll close. You'll close your shop.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um, It's just um, it's a new, it's a different way of thinking because, um, you know, I don't shop at, um, I don't buy graphic novels from Barnes and Noble. Right. They sell them. They sell them, but I don't because graphic graphic, novels is way different. It's a bad example. It is a bad example. example. Uh, That's a bad example. But what I'm saying is that. I don't shop there cuz Barnes and Noble doesn't give a shit about me. But I shop I shop local stores because um, I guess it's the, a, because they it's personal. An you easier know I
0: mean? an easier way of putting it and a simplistic way of putting it is gas, like gas prices. Yep. They change all the time. Yep. Supply and demand. When travel is high and people are moving and people need to go, prices go up. When things slow down and things aren't as interesting, and winter time comes or something, you know what I mean. Yeah. It slows down, prices go down. You know what I mean. You but you have to remain competitive on the scale of marketing. It's just you got to play the long game. It's not the short, the yeah. short sighted game of I, like.
1: I I kind of you know I think that's that's a better example than mine, but not quite there. I mean, gas is one of those things where people most people don't have a choice. They need gasoline. Right, right, right. Oh, and, I hear you. And in comic books, um, it's it's um, such a niche market. You know.
0: It's a really it's a really big debate. Absolutely. So There's I wouldn't say there is a right or a wrong side. I think I think shops sh- can and should reserve the right to price their books however they feel. Yeah. And if their and customers are mad about it, here, they but, can't be because they, that's the market that the customer created.
1: Here's an aspect of it that I didn't know till you just said it. Maybe you told me before but I didn't retain it is that um if it was a pre-ordered thing um, that I could I could get it for that regular price, yeah. Um, see that right. that aspect I didn't. That ends
0: that. the discussion entirely. So, and the, get and the, a previews magazine, right. fill up the order form, turn it in,
1: and buy your book at cover price. Yeah, and but here's the other thing, you know, like um maybe because I never really cared um to put research in ahead of time. I'm always like one of those guys, like oh that went up weird. I should have got one of those. Um, but um, but like I said, right now I'm changing that. Yeah. Um habit and so i've never bought previews because i've never really really had any interest um you should everybody should you it's, think so
0: it's the best deal in comics in terms of what coming what is coming out yeah and you can literally look at all the catalog of things that are coming out comes out you can, what four times a year it comes out once a month
1: oh it's monthly yeah oh okay i and thought it was
0: maybe like it's th- it's 399 and if you're a box holder it's yeah. Two ninety nine. It's three bucks. Oh, okay. And it's giant. It's a phone book. Yeah. Full of stuff. I'll pick one up so, on Wednesday. Because buy one. Like I it's, said, I'm
1: just getting into this. I just re- you
0: brought... leave it in the bathroom. Look at it while you're pooping.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and no. go
0: and go. That book looks cool. I'm gonna look into that. Okay. Go to the internet, research it, and then be so, like, "Cool, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna throw so that on my order for like,
1: form. me." Yeah. What? Looking through that book, how how am I gonna? know? I can know what's coming out, sure, but how am I gonna know? It, does it say in their little blurb in there saying this is going to be a hot book? No, but yeah. that's
0: but that's you as a fan have to take those risks and have to do the research of. So what do I do next
1: that? when I'm like, and what what should jump out at me?
0: I honestly think that um, you need to follow trends, but you also need to follow creators, uh-huh. and you also need to look at books that are changing the way that uh, comics are going like if you uh, like a f- great example this week is I told everybody to be on top of this book on uh, Rainbow's live show yep. um, uh, New Agents Atlas
2: uh-huh.
0: you have to understand where Marvel's coming from with that it's an east meets west perfect melding there's anime fans on one side of the fence there's yep. comic fans on the other and there's those fans that cross the fence back and forth. They love anime, yep. but they're really invested in the comics. And there's anime fans that like comics and love comics, but yep. they just feel that the genres are too different and you know they kind of dabble.
1: But
2: this is like a right-in-the-middle meeting.
1: I'm a comic uh, comic fan that... Likes if, anime. If the, you know. if the, not anime, but manga. Sure. Um, anime, Um, I feel like I don't have the patience for it. Um,
0: and I'm a comic fan that really likes a lot of anime but i'm really picky with my anime yeah but okay i was just gonna really... say that i'm really picky with my manga
1: yeah. i mean it's got to be a really ca- i don't just casually go buy the you know the japanese books that you know i've got just
0: to read them it's got to yeah. be something monumental no yep. i'm in the same yep, way yep. but this is a, this new agent to atlas is a perfect meeting right in the middle okay it's it's uh western comics with eastern influence
2: mm-hmm.
0: of art and character design and um, and manga storytelling and epic storylines, and it's it's that so, western superhero with eastern traditions.
1: So, somebody reading previews, what could like myself look for that that w- I should look at that? I mean, what what's going to tip me off? There's
0: not going to be any tips, you know. Like this, it's not something easy. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah.
1: um, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Like yeah. this is a great book. Everything's there. There's but then but then I'm going to going there's never going to if be, I haven't heard of it before how
0: there's never going to be an on the nose spot thing you yeah. know what, what I mean and I think the biggest thing to look at in terms of
1: do you have any favorite uh, spec websites that you look at
0: uh, I mean there's comicsheatingup.net uh-huh. um, other than that there's tons and tons and tons of youtube
1: yep um yeah yeah you show me one guy yeah we don't need to promote any of the youtube guys but um i don't <laughs> but honestly
0: i'll go to comic list.com it's not a heat up website it doesn't tell you hot books but you can literally go through the whole week's uh, list yep. of books that come out you can click on them and see what they look like
1: yeah i do that with diamond's website um, I and do that every Monday. <laughs>
0: there's there's no such thing as a surefire winner in this game. Yep. And, and there never will be. And I'll let you guys know right now, if you're playing for fast money, fast flips, yeah. you're Not, done. Don't do comics. You're the end. Yeah. Well, that's just business in general. Yeah. You're playing fast fast. And this is to quote uh, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, who I think is one of the most brilliant people on the planet when it comes to entrepreneurship and like making money and like doing things the right way. He's he's always talking about playing the long game. And fast is the single deadliest word you can ever have for a business. Yeah, fast. It's the scariest word because if you're looking for fast, you're already done.
1: Yeah, you're you made mistakes. I mean, look
0: back at like 2009, 2010. How many social media experts were in the game? A lot. Yep. And then the next year, how many Bitcoin experts and cryptocurrency experts were in the game? A lot. Yeah, and like and it was one
1: of those things. Like you know, before that year, trends. you had never heard of that title. Those,
0: yeah, those are trends that don't last. Uh, in terms a, of specking. funny and looking, thing
1: about Bitcoin. I heard about it maybe three years ago. Yeah. And. For a little while, that's all I heard about Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. It kind of came into my yeah. my sphere, and then it's it's drifted out. It's I don't see it anymore in yeah. things. So.
0: There's no such thing as a surefire hit, and there's yeah. no such thing as this is going to be guaranteed money. Right. The, ha- the thing you have to do is look at it, be objective with it, Yeah. and order it because you have a feeling about it. It's all luck and part skill. There's really yeah. no skill to it at all in terms of like, surefire spec are winning first
1: appearances are always good they're always a
0: great but that's but that's a thing that you learn yeah you know what i mean yeah that's a thing that you learn and you have to do your research on it you have to look into it is this a first appearance or new character are these creating new worlds are these creating new villains is this going to be something that's going to last or only stick around for six issues these are all answers you have to ask your yeah. or questions you have to ask yourself and answer for yourself yeah and you have to google that go go out and find it yourself yeah do the research that's it now like, that there's no yet, surefire tip
1: yesterday was literally my last day of school for the school year um, I mean next next week I have in service meetings yeah um, but as as teaching goes I'm done so like literally that's what I'm gonna spend my intellectual time doing you yeah. know um, but I um, would say because I I want to get into this game so what I was saying amazing spider-man 361 first appearance of carnage I wanted to bring up we were talking about the whole point of this <laughs> long conversation was yeah. um is events in comic books. And Marvel's got um Carnage coming up again and uh, in August. Yeah, and every god, ten to fifteen years they reboot Carnage. Yeah. Right. It originally came out in '92, which is I was just saying, I buying this issue for the second time, I think I got it at a good deal. And I uh, think you did too. Um and so I'm not uh the funny thing is. I'm excited that it's going up in price, but I want it because I loved that comic. Right. I and the reason I sold mine is because I loved it to the point where the cover was coming off of the staples. read it, the, read it. I read mean, it read the it. cover was the, the cover isn't stiff anymore. I mean it's it's flimsy. Um, and I remember we had a cabin on a lake that we used in the summer and I lost my Amazing Spider Man three sixty one one summer and or one I, when I noticed it, I couldn't find it anywhere. And then when we go up to open the cabin up for the year in May, there it is on a top shelf of a, a book thing. <laughs> and I was almost in tears. You're like, oh, my God, it's here. Yeah. Um, but that's in, funny. But, um, but that's good for you. Yeah. Anyway, so um, um, to- here at the store, let's talk about Rainbow. John, you want to do the Rainbow spiel? Because I yeah, got something to say
0: about before we Before we do that, to end the discussion about spec and buying yeah. for investment, at the end of the day when I do it personally I do it because it's a thrill and it's fun for me not because I'm like I'm making money, I'm making shifts. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Making yeah. moves. That's what like, I'm
1: saying about 361. For me, it's like cuz like it's kind of fun. I'm like I'm it's, getting that comic back. It's a little I'm bit of the, a better
0: copy. It's a little bit of the gambling, you know, thing. It's yeah. a little bit of the spec game. It's also a pat yourself on the back when you win. It sucks when you lose and you're going to lose more than you win. Yeah. But it's it's a game that you have to play and you have to understand that it is a game and you're going to lose. Like that's that's it. But, yeah, but if you put the hard work and dedication into it, you do your research, you get your previews, you go online, you research your books, you're going to find that you will learn how to trend yourself. Right. There's no surefire tips I can give anybody. Yeah. There's no clear cut. This is A to B, B to C. It's literally Z to e like yeah. you know what i mean there's no line that's clear with yeah. this you have to do it yourself
1: and you have to be confident in your decisions and you have to be confident in your losses do you think it's weird that i've collected comics for 25 years maybe probably longer yes and no, that, no <laughs> and i've only always collected for the sake of um the character no there's um, nothing wrong with i've it. never collected titles like i thought the death of superman story stuff i was reading my friends they had bought them yeah and i was like it's just not for me and it's and it's a huge thing event yeah. in dc history and for me it, that was at the beginning of my comic collecting that event and for me no matter how much those books are worth i i don't feel like i missed out
0: well and that's another uh you bring uh, um up kind of a great topic um is nobody knew Walking Dead was going to be a huge hit? No, there's no, there was no one out there in their right mind who bought a case of Walking Dead number ones. Right, it's, there's it's that's again goes to show you there is no way to know. Right, there's no way, no that's way. What, and
1: then you know that's the thing. I'm you don't know, I'm,
0: beat yourself up about it when you lose. Like I'm on it's, one
1: hand, it's okay. uh On one hand, I'm on the Robert Kirkman bandwagon for his stories. But also for the potential of them going up because of Walking Dead. Because of
0: Walking Dead, you saw that. I honestly don't think there's ever going to be another book like Walking Dead that is like that does that. Yeah, just that is like complete cultural. So that's something for
1: that's something for collectors to look for, like you were saying about looking for writers. Yeah, Um, like yeah, if if Cullen Bunn or Donnie Cates or Jeff Lemire, right, has a runaway hit. Yeah. Maybe their next books are something to look into.
0: Right, or just, you know, look at the synopsis. If it clicks with you, it clicks with you, man. And, like... You just be conf- like I said earlier, be confident in your in your wins and be confident in your losses because you how, ultimately made the decision.
1: How many years now do you think maybe two or three? You've been my my personal previews guy. <laughs> I just walk in and you're saying and Buy you, this shit. You're said, here,
0: this. I could do that this. for everybody if they wanted me to. They just need to email me. <laughs>
1: does that does that I, I I text you weekly. I'm like, yeah. if there's anything good, grab this. If hey, I know this is see what I'll do is I'll look on Diamond, see it's coming out, and then say I know that I might not be able to get into the store till almost closing time, right. so I'll say, "Please Grab get that," it. because you know I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, let's finish up. It's a long. Venom. It's a long. We got into this because Carnage is on this cover. Right. Fuck you, Carnage. Uh, anyway, this issue of Venom. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a spin from uh, War of the Realms. And um, it's a, the Frost Giants are attacking Venom. Well, they're not attacking Venom. They're attacking the city, and Venom's not going to put up with it. You're damn um, right. Um, we got Venom's son um, hiding out somewhere, and I'm not sure where Eddie put him. It kind of looks like it's – can't. I'm sure it was in the last issue because it looks like he's in an arsenal. I mean, there's a gun case behind him and things it's like that. It's kind of like a panic room. Yeah, and Little I, bit. I'll have to go back and look at the previous I issue.
0: I think it was the place where he met that um, that soldier from Nam. Yep. I think it's that, like, yep. bunker. Yeah, Because that, he ma- knew, that like, makes sense. He knew, and it, and it ties in with the Venom storyline, uh, he knew that that was a safe spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, because that was the guy, um, oh, Strickland?
0: Yeah, that sounds familiar, but he was only in, like, the first, like, six yes. issues. So. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah, it, it was a while back. that.
1: If you, yeah, you can go, go back and read that Web Venom storyline. It was, it, was, it was a one shot. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, this issue has a couple flashbacks while Eddie's fighting, um, and it kind of realizes that he's Venom not because of the suit. He's Venom because he's fucked in the head. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what's going through Eddie's mind the whole time mm-hmm. is him really wrestling because he is not wearing the symbiote right now. This is my whole point. We were um, he got this. From it's an Asgardian thing, and so
0: that's what I like about this. The idea is because this isn't the symbiote. It's it's a manifestation of Eddie's power thoughts. Yes. Kind of thing. What is your ultimate and weapon, Eddie? Lo-
1: and it still looks like the Venom suit. You know, it, that's it, my that's my point. Is like well, it just
0: shows that Eddie needs Venom. Like
1: yeah, and and he's also think And then wh- while he's not wearing this suit, he's so angry, and he's really realizing that he may have affected the symbiote not the symbiote affected him right and um, because without the symbiote he's still angry as shit and he's remembering why am I angry and then he and he has this flashback of his dad punching him why am I this and then he has another flashback as he's fighting so it kind of jumps back and forth
0: and I like that it's a nice nice characterization what's
1: cool I don't know if you saw this panel yes um, isn't that cool where he um, he looks like kind of like uh, Cross between Hulk and Thor. It's like a Norse uh, god. It's a Norse venom, god, right? Yeah. Andy, but it's venomish. It's cool. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's why I like this North War of the S- realm stuff too. So he shifts his plays costume with the mythology into that. stuff so well.
1: Yeah, these I love these witches. Their their eyeballs are hanging from their their hair. Yeah, um, or tendrils, I guess maybe from their head. But it's still really cool. Um, we get to see Eddie on a dragon again, a fire dragon. It's fun. It's badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we're gonna jump back to Null anytime? I mean, is that done?
0: Um, I think that character has been shelved for yeah. now, but I guarantee you we'll see him again. Absolutely. I think. I, I don't th- think Donny Cates created him to just be killed. He's. I don't think he's a throwaway villain. I don't. It's changed the complete origin and everything we know about Venom entirely.
1: Yeah, and I just felt like we didn't really play get to play in that world very long before we we're we got Colin Bunn. We you know with Donny Cates, I felt like. After he kind of finished that, his book, they kind of dropped a little bit, the story. It did. It and went into the little bit more of Eddie. It went into a kind but, of a hibernation mode. But really. you can't. Not the not the character, the
0: storytelling. But you can't keep the gas pedal down. You know what I mean? To keep Which I book. think
1: right now that this is good for fans. Um, War of the Realms um, spin tie- uh, tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was complaining about it earlier, but. I don't like tie-ins because they pull me out of the story that I was reading. Um, but if I think this works if you're, with it, if you're a story, um, if your story is getting super intense and that and then all of a sudden there's a kind of a break, yeah, that might be good for you as a reader too. Just going oh, to kind of br-
0: absolutely, it's a nice a nice a breath of fresh air. Don't have to analyze it. Ready for some fun. Ready for some action. So
1: yeah, that's how I've been taking these last couple issues um, because since I'm not reading the main storyline, I kind of have to.
0: Yeah. I hear you. So, um, with with that though,
1: you should talk about rainbow quick. And yep, then we should, I was
0: just going to say, if you want to
1: road, if you guys want to talk
0: about anything in terms of what we talked about on the show today or some of these books or get a previews
1: magazine, you can talk I'm gonna, to us. I'm, I'm kind of bummed your till shut down. Cause I want to get a previews magazine.
0: I know. I know. But, uh, we'll be open tomorrow. You <laughs> can get one tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you get one. But you can hit us up. Uh, we're Rainbow Comics, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Or you can check us out in Lankin, Nebraska, uh, 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17. You can go see Tim and Taylor and the guys down there. They're doing a great job for us, and um, they're going to help you out too. They love comics just as much as we do. And um, to close out the JP Soapbox episode, again...
1: I don't just, think it no, I don't think it's a soapbox episode. I, I'm coming I'm, and I'm, I don't hope you don't feel like I was no, arguing, no, no, arguing no. with you saying that's not I right. love talking about it. I'm just I am coming at it from I'm like, okay, here's how from a fan, from a customer standpoint, yeah, going, Why why are you do why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Yep. Like why can't I buy it for what i thought the store should sell it to me the for the
0: easiest black and white answer to that too is and i
1: guess you got to think about you know and this is another thing for people that are complaining about it i'm not complaining i'm just asking why right but if you know what msrp stands for manufacturers suggested retail yes, price suggested retail
0: price it is suggested and the suggestion needs to be emboldened italics underlined all yeah. that but uh i mean with that even said um Look around your local shop, if whether you're at Rainbow or whether you're in Florida or Texas or wherever you're at and be lucky that you have that store. Yeah. Look up at the lights, are they on? Uh, look up <laughs> at the internet, is it working? Uh, look at their rent, are they paying it? See like, this
1: right now, right, this is different. Like, you, you know, usually you hear about local shops saying like, thank God we're here because of our customers. And you're saying kind of the opposite, you better be happy we're here.
0: No, I I'm thanking the customers for being there, but you also have to thank the store for getting that stuff for you because it costs the money to even bring it in. I uh, yeah. You know what I mean, be 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 happy that it's you hard. have a, Be happy it's, that you have a chance to get the book, but you have to look at it objectively. It's not. It's not you like and I, you and I can none feel that way. None of this stuff because, is free. You know. You
1: know, you and I can look at things that way because, um, we have personal relationships with. We thank well, our friends
0: well, every day.
1: Well, you know, we have we have a friendship. Um, You know, we both have a friendship with um, the owner, Dave, you know. And so, yeah, you know, we can think of it that way um, in terms of like, yeah, we want we want him to do well. Right. And but the casual person coming in off the street doesn't know you from Adam So to them. This is just a store. You know, there's nothing personal behind it for them. And so, you know, do you get what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that, but so they don't, I don't. So they don't feel that emotion, Like we should feel grateful that they're here, and that's do you know what I mean. I, I do because, like I said, because I I like Dave. You know what I mean. And I like I like that he has bought this store because after uh, Jay passed away, maybe something else could have happened. Somebody bought it up, and there's no more comic store. Right. Exactly. So on that standpoint, like since I know,
0: but also, you know, as a kicker to that yeah. is you're a guaranteed customer no matter what we're always going to treat you good our wednesday warriors our weekly guys yeah. our people who have been here for 20 years 30 years people yeah. who've been here for 10 years doesn't matter they're all fans they're all going to be coming back through the door and we want to keep we want to keep that experience going for them that person who's coming in to look and buy that one spec book yeah i they're going to be in my store once never see them again
1: yeah that's true what do i care yeah but it depends on that spec book like what do i care yeah that's true
0: never see them again yeah they're literally shopping and they're trying to screw me and
1: so i when, agree, i'm i'm agreeing when, with you as far as the filling out um you know yep. what titles you want i i think yeah, yeah, yeah. i think okay that's a solution then because then the person who's coming off the street just to buy your spec book before the price goes up yeah i i can see that side of it too and i don't and i guess ever, this is the solution for the long-term customers that don't want to feel like, well, dude, what about me? You know, like, you know, I'm not just here to get the spec book. I would have bought it anyway. Yeah. You know, that's that's where I I come from. Going, yeah. Dude, I buy Batman anyway, but you know, I'm not gonna buy that twenty dollar version. Here you. Uh, just because the cover is different. I but mean then, and I know I know we're not just talking about variant covers. I know there's special issues that just come out. But
0: there's also ratio incentives where we're forced to order a certain amount. Yeah. And those have to be dictated by times X. Yep. You know, if it's a one in twenty five cover, well mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, you have to buy 25 copies to get that one. So it's going to be 25 times cover price. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But also at the end of the day, you know, when a customer uh, who's a new person, they come into the store and they're looking to, you know, make that flip or make that quick buy. Yep. And, you know, quote unquote, pull one over. They're not pulling one over on the store. They're pulling one over on themselves because they're just... They're just gonna, you know, wreck the experience for themselves. Like it's just it's just they're playing that fast money game. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's never gonna win. So
1: yeah. Yep. So yeah, this has been more of a um like behind the comics episode. We could talk about a couple issues, but I kinda like doing this too, and I think we should do it more often, talking about sometimes the business side of comics. I mean, because we're we're really into independent um comics we're independent creators we're in i'm into independent stores i mean i i don't have that silly bumper sticker but i believe in it you know shop locally absolutely um but i kind of like that every once in a while because our listeners i think have that mentality too going um just like me when i come in the store sometimes and you'll say this book's going to be cool because i think some of our listeners need that too because they like comics, but maybe all they know is Batman and Superman and Flash.
0: Absolutely, that's always been the um, the uh, backbone that, of this show since day one. Right now, to open people's eyes to I, now say eyes that, to now that, I say that I'm like cool that's kind of why
2: we started this.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's fun to talk about. Um, I'll always be in the defense of comic shops doing what they need to do to stay open yeah. because do the research. Go online, see how many closed this year. Uh, this year in 2019, first quarter.
1: It's a double, yeah. And
0: a, go look and see how many closed last year in 2018. There's more more stores closing than they are opening. You oh, cannot I, blame a, a shop for trying to make it.
1: I I I'm with you 100%. And it's a double-edged sword because yeah, I mean, without the fans, without the customers, absolutely. I keep seeing fans, but
0: they are fans.
1: You think so? You think customers are fans of the store?
0: They're fans. They're family. They're awesome. Yeah. Everybody. It's great. You know, when you walk in, it's just like cheers. Everybody knows your name. When you walk in this store, yeah. Everybody but, knows your name.
1: But isn't you know, that a
0: good feeling? Yeah. Some people I, I some like people it. come here, they don't buy anything. They just want to
1: come and talk then talk. I do I've therapeutic. D- I've done it before. It's like a bar. You know, I've mean? done that here before, but I'm weird because then I get and this is just my own anxieties, I get kind of weird like going I've kind of going, like, Why the hell did he even come in? You nope, know what I mean? Never. You never it never crosses your mind going, Tyler was just here, but like
0: No, because I used to do the same thing. He just said
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Chatted for a few minutes. He goes, "Well, I better go."
0: No, I used to do the same thing before I even worked here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just come. I just come to talk, hey, say hi. Yeah.
1: Yep. I was thinking about the other day because Jay Wang. That's what a shop
0: needs to be. It needs know, to be a hub.
1: Um, I you know Jay Wang, he buys baseball cards here. Yeah. He's a collector. Yeah. He, I work with him in Adrian. His, uh, we had his last day of work yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's moving to Arizona. And yeah, we were talking about Rainbow together, and he said, "You know, I ran into you more there than you know I, anybody else. I ran into yeah. because he lives here in Sioux Falls, right?" Um, and and I just said, "Yeah, that's that's where I go. I mean, Wednesdays and Saturdays at my house with my wife, it's never like." Um, do you think I can go to rainbow after work tomorrow? I want, it. you know, it's just <laughs> it's like, part of the schedule. It's part yes, of the, it's, it's part of the life. It's the schedule, right? So Wednesday yeah. after work, it would just be like, I text her. Do you want me to get groceries? If so, yada, yada. Well, um, and that's the thing. Or you know, I would say it would be, do you need me to stop home before I go to rainbow? Yeah. Like if she wanted me to bring something over here.
0: And that's the thing is not only do I want rainbow to be, a comic shop and a place that people get their books. and But I want it to be the destination that people want to come to. And when people come to Sioux Falls or are traveling, uh, I want other places and other people and other patrons to go, you got to stop there. It's one of the coolest places in town. And I also want customers who are into those hot books to think of us as not a competitor to the point of they're going to pay market price, but they're going to think of it as Rainbow will have it. Because they're remaining competitive, and not one person came in and bought all copies at three ninety nine
1: uh yeah, I can see that. I can see the point of limiting copies too. We
0: always do. yeah, we we, we have to, yep. or one guy's gonna come in and buy them all. yeah. and how, where does that leave you as a fan, as a customer, yeah, as a person who wants that book high and dry
1: ninety nine percent of the time, if and this, this has been true until really recently. I wouldn't – if I knew a book was going to be hot before I even it came out, I wouldn't buy it. Um, if it wasn't a book that I was into Yeah. Uh, um, because of the story, I just – like I said, like Superman. I would just – I knew it was monumental at the time that Superman died. I knew it was monumental that he came back. I knew all these – Different characters, you know, um, the you know, um, Rad- eradicator, uh, eradicator, and, eradicator, and Superboy, and Steel, and all these characters came out of that. And especially when Superman came back and he had the long hair, right? You remember Mullet this? Superman, right? Um, there
0: you go, some black.
1: I was fully <laughs> aware that this was a big deal, and it didn't yeah. influence me to buy it because I didn't like reading Superman.
2: Yeah, you know, hey, man. That's uh, part about now, being a but, fan. But
1: what I'm saying is now I'm I'm making that switch. So people out there, uh, I'm, in the, I'm getting into the in speculation game. I
0: would say just you'd still need to buy it because you want to do it. You know what I mean? Don't do it because everybody tells you
1: to. Right, 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 right. right. I'm looking over there. You guys have a box of uh, Golden and Silver Age comics over there that came in recently. And, yeah, there's some hot books in there, but... Um, and I can afford them and you know, sure. I like, I just got a, I have a gift card for here. I could have just blown most of the gift card on that. Yeah. And just for what, you know, I don't even, I don't even like the Avengers, <laughs> I, you know, as far as comics goes, Yeah. you know, I, I like the X-Men a little bit, but you know, there's a really rare X-Men over there.
0: But I mean, a perfect example of something that isn't like super crazy and we'll get done with this and end the show. Um, those marvel cards that i talked about a couple weeks back yep got a nice stock of them love them i think yep. they're great and i think nobody really even like is even thinking about them yeah and everybody i talked to like what they do what now yeah like a piece of the costume yeah in a card yeah like what i'm like yeah yeah and they're like that's cool. I'm like, I know. Like, yeah. I got a stack of them, like this big. <laughs>
1: like, see, uh, so, and see, I've
0: seen it in it. And like, as I've bought more and more and pieced it together, and they come in the mail, and I, and I look and I do my research and I'm, I'm looking online, yeah. I see the prices. They're going up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause they're, they're getting bought.
1: This is okay, but this is a good example, like, where if I don't feel like you just said, like, buy because you want to do it, not because someone told you to. Yeah. Like, the more I thought about it, and after we talked about it, like, I don't think personally, I don't care if those are in my collection of memorabilia stuff or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. I would strictly be buying it to resell it. Sure. But I'm also uh,
0: playing so, the long game on them, too. It's, they're not quicks. So They're not like I'm I'm flipping them. You know that, what I mean?
1: But I'm just saying that that's been always hard for me is to buy something purely for the sake of, like, I'm going to get rid of this later. Yeah. Um. And so what I'm saying is I'm changing my mindset now. Yeah, I got now. you. I got you. And that's, it, that's actually weird for me to buy something that's not an intrinsic value for me yeah uh, i hear you so
0: it's tough it's weird it's buying as an it, investment it for the feel, long term it, it feels, feels weird it feels weird yeah and i can't um, i
1: can't explain it it literally just like it's i've got a i've got a short off.
0: i've got a short box at home full of john wick number ones yeah a whole short box yeah and people are like why would you buy that many yeah why not john wick three just came out yeah, john wick, wick 4. four just got announced yeah tv shows yep. coming Spin off movies coming yep and I have the first appearance of John Wick in a comic. Yep. You can't tell me within five years that's going to be a book that people
1: go, "That's cool." Yeah, and 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 I'll get more than. I like when that perfect storm comes you know? together. Like I've been wanting my Carnage back for a long time, before all this car- Carnage stuff is resurfacing in the comic books. Yeah, and I was mad that I hadn't bought it before he started getting popular again, um, but now I just bought it tonight. Like I said, and. What I like, I feel like it's a perfect storm. I got it back because I want it. And I know it's going to blow up this fall with all this Carnage crap coming up.
0: Yeah, and that's a perfect example is Carnage is about to pop off again. And and, and it it might be not in the way you expect. Uh Um, I think there might be a little bit more involved with Ultimate Carnage and this Ultimate Carnage... Appearance. This is this
1: uh, the ultimate universe. No, 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 Because no, no. I thought that was dead.
0: Nope, nope. It's just, it's the it's the tagline for this character, and he appeared in that free comic book deck. Yep, but that yep. is also going to help your original Carnage because the it's original still, Cletus Cassidy Carnage, right? Because it's still Carnage, and it's still C- Cletus Cassidy.
1: Oh, I didn't. Maybe I didn't read that free. I have it. It
0: was the. Uh, Fre- it was one of the Web of Venom one shots cult Cult carnage
1: oh yeah i have or carnage born there's two carnage one shots from venom
0: yeah there's carnage born and uh web of web web uh cult of carnage yeah that's what it is and then um the free comic book day spider-man one which you got that is what people are kind of speculating as the first appearance of ultimate carnage remains to be seen at this point until we actually see the event how's that
1: book good still
0: still it's but nothing's been confirmed about it yet you know what i mean
1: but it's nice to have a couple copies. Yep, you know what I mean. One's on my wall, and one's my reading copy. It's nice to have a couple copies. Because, like, you know, we talked about that was going to be. The and with
0: one. you having first appearance of carnage, I just think that's another book that's going to pop off. So. Yeah,
1: we got to get out of here. Though, well, you
0: got to get. It. I could talk
1: all night. It's seven thirty-five. You said you want to be done at seven thirty. We said <laughs> <laughs> no Indeed. problem. My guys
0: are texting me like, "Where you at? I'm like, are they I'm really coming? Are they well, really? I had dinner plans. Uh, are you texting while we're talking? I told I'm you, sorry. To shut your business damn phone business off. meetings <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, again, guys, we've been smash and grab comics. I am the Pretty Boy Comics JP Cross. The beautiful, beautiful, lovely king of comics, self proclaimed, mind I say. And uh, we have been sitting in Rainbow Comics, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska. And we're open 24 hours a day at rainbowcomicsandcards.com. Dun, dun, dun. Bye, everybody. I love you. Goodbye.